we're just saying off air then, Paul, that uh, stadiums Queensland operate and control eight of the major stadiums here in Queensland, including the entertainment centre. So no matter what sport you're after, chances are when you go along and have a look, uh, stadiums Queensland is the operator of that stadium. And uh, what with the Olympics coming up in, uh, well, nine years now, um, it's a busy time as always uh, for their CEO, Todd Harris, who's on the line this morning. Morning, Todd. How are you? Good morning. How are you? Oh, very well, thanks. Uh, Todd, I suppose the, the big news over the last oh, seven to ten days was the announcement of the uh, federal funding commitment uh, for the Olympic Games here, and uh, that seemed to always be closely aligned with what was going to happen to the GABA for the Olympic uh, Games. Are we any sort of closer to knowing what is proposed, or is it still uh, in a state of flux to a certain extent? No, there's been, um, obviously it's been a really good to have that announcement come out um, in recent weeks and um, despite probably what um, has bubbled up over the last uh, six months or so in the media, there's been a significant amount of work that's been ongoing since the bid was announced, um, or Queensland was announced as a successful um, state for the Olympic Games in 2032. Um, so a lot of detailed planning has been done around the uh, what a future stadium would look like, uh, what's called a reference design, which really um, identifies that um, the site um, can fit a stadium of 50,000 capacity and uh, all the elements that fit within that site. Um, and, uh, you know, the corporate facilities, retail, food and beverage outlets, players, facilities, so on and so forth. Um, a lot of that work has been progressing. Um, we should be, uh, one would hope, in, a, in the next sort of three to six months in a position to run, uh, a, a, the government would run in conjunction with a number of parties, including ourselves, a uh, design competition mm. to go to the open market and look at what um, the ultimate design would be for the GABA. So it's very exciting times. We're really um, enthused with the announcement um, as I say, all the work has been happening behind the scenes and now we can talk in a much more um, public sense around what a future gamble would look like uh, once we get to that design competition stage. Todd, we know it's going to be a precinct area and that's that's a fantastic idea. Everyone knows and understands that. Just one thing, is is there going to be underground parking provided now? Uh, there will be some parking, I suspect, in the ultimate venue, whether that's... Um, whether that's sort of like a public car park or not, I think that still remains to be seen. But it is still a, a very tight site, Paul, in terms of the uh, in terms of the constraints it's surrounded. I mean, as the Gabba now is an island, really surrounded by four major roads, and um, you're still going to have to use uh, and work within the constraints of that that site. Obviously, we'll um, join the Cross River Rail precinct across Main Street and turn it into a very um, enlarged precinct, but the stadium structure itself will still sit within those four major roadways. There's no intent to to uh, you know disrupt the the traffic flows around around the Gabba um, per se in a in a longer term sense. And Todd, is this a decision for the design competition and ultimately uh, planning around it, or is it known yet whether will it actually be demolished and something new built, or is that still something that's up in the air? No, there will be a full rebuild, so a, a, a deconstruction, so to speak, and then a, a rebuild of, of an entirely new facility. There was a number of um, assessments done around, you know, could you do a partial rebuild or um, various aspects to it. And really when you look at the costs associated with 
um, all of those options, the, the most cost-effective option was to deconstruct and then rebuild. I'll tell you what, Todd, if you get someone from India that designed that stadium that we saw two weeks ago in Delhi, please disregard that because it just looked like a, <laughs> a, a big car park built on a slant of some description. I, I, we'll take that on notice. We'll <laughs> yeah, th- on thanks, that. Todd. I, the, uh, I, I certainly don't think we'll uh, have them involved in the preparation of the wicket block. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that much. <laughs> no, uh, the curator said he's resumed. Thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah. yeah, we've got fa- we've got fantastic curators across all our all our stadia venues, and um, when we saw the condition of that wicket, it's something that wouldn't uh, wouldn't be prepared in this country. I would say it did look a little thirsty. Oh, at yeah. certain ends, it did. In the middle, it looked okay. Uh, Todd, just uh, as I said, you you won, you run all of the major stadiums here in Queensland. Um, listeners would be interested to know other stadiums are earmarked for Olympic events uh, that are under your control. Are, are there many? Yeah, so we've got we've got nine. I, I, I have to correct you there. You indicated at the start eight. We've got nine venues across Queensland. Um, five of those are stadia venues. Every venue that we uh, operate and own will be involved in one way, shape, or form with the Olympics, whether that be a non-competition venue, so training venues, or for competition purposes. Um, probably the most significant. Obviously, the stadia always gets spoken about, and the Gabba will be opening and closing ceremonies and athletics events. But um, one of our venues, which sort of flies under the radar a little bit, it's a it's a high performance community venue out at Chandler. That'll host six Olympic events, uh, medal events in different disciplines, different sports. Um, it'll probably be one of the busiest sites um, through the Olympics, and um, that will have about a couple of hundred million in terms of investment. So we will be building a new indoor sports facility there, probably about a 10 to 12 um, court facility, which obviously um, is significantly needed in terms of just day-to-day community sport, but it'll be used for the gymnastics uh, events and gymnastics disciplines in the Games. We'll have aquatic events, indoor cycling, track cycling, BMX racing. Um, So there is a significant um, impact across our portfolio of venues. Really exciting because we've probably never seen in the history of our organisation the level of investment that will be uh, applied across our portfolio over the next sort of nine years. But wonderful to be a part of it. And our team's super enthused about um, what's in front of them and what they have to deliver, despite um, in some cases it's quite daunting in terms Mm -hmm. of the amount of work in front of us. But, you know, a really good problem to have, exciting to be part of it. Will will the shooting and archery be there or thereabouts, that precinct as well? Right next door. So all the shooting disciplines. I think the archery is still to be fully confirmed, but certainly the three shooting disciplines of um, full ball, rifle shooting, clay target and pistol shooting will happen right next door. And effectively those two sites will become a little bit integrated in Olympic mode to to sort of service the transport loads and the drop-offs and pick-ups and so forth of, of Games family and VIPs. One thing we do have in Queensland now, Todd, is three world-class venues for the rugby codes and and soccer as well, not just here in Brisbane with Suncorp Stadium, but also the Heritage Bank Stadium on the Goldie. And one of my favourite places now, Queensland Country Bank Stadium up in Townsville. We're now in partnership with the uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, and you've spent some time in the North lately. Yeah, I was up there last weekend for the first Reds match for the year, obviously... um Unfortunately, they didn't they didn't come home with the prize that weekend. But first weekend for 
Super Rugby, and um, you know they've got a young side. They're they're on the on the build phase, I think, and hopefully we can see some improvement um, with that team over the over the coming sort of weeks as they get really into the season. But a really tough match against the Hurricanes last weekend up there. Fantastic to have rugby in the north. We've got the Reds returning up there mid-year uh, when they play the Waratahs, so the the local derby, so to speak. And we really hope that that the state of origin feel of mm. what, what you get in Brisbane um, can be transferred up to the north and the town really gets, or the region, I should say, really gets behind Queensland when they return to take on the Waratahs later in the year. Mm. Well, well, Todd, most people have had renovations done at home or had a kitchen put in or something. It seems to take about nine years, and that's what you've got till the uh, Olympics start. Uh, <laughs> you're comfortable it's all going to be done by then? And how far out from the Olympics uh, do you have to have everything sort of finished, to put it mildly? Well, I, I wish it was as simple as the kitchen being done at home. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, no, I am. We are. I, as I say, there, there has been some fairly serious work happening behind the scenes and we haven't sort of been sitting still. And many people involved with the Olympics have, you know, been running hard since the announcement um, 18 months or so ago. Um, there is some very detailed work that has been done across multiple uh, Olympic venues and, um, you know, the sequencing of work is quite critical. Yeah. You know, all of these things can't be turned on tomorrow and, you know, the capacity of the market, the construction market and everything else that needs to come with that is a key part of that. So we hope the, the, the indoor facility, for example, I just spoke about, we hope to be in the construction phase of that um, sort of towards the back end of 24-25 mm. and, and then the GABA will come online and sort of, will start that project in 25, 26, and there's multiple other sort of projects that will happen through the subsequent years. Where we really need to be is probably by about 2030, um, close to two, 18 months to two years out, have these venues up and operational so you can do test events mm. before the Olympics and make sure that all the fine tweaks and all the real little um, last 1% of you know, how you operate these venues they're humming by the time the world turns up in 2032. I don't think you're going to be going on long service leave for a while, Todd. I think you've got a fair bit to do now. <laughs> Just before you go, I'm going to read this as it's written by one of our loyal listeners in relation to you. Uh, good morning, boys. Just on Todd Harris, but you've got to confirm or deny this, he used to be the biggest supporter of the Carlton Blues <laughs> and his favourite player was Anthony Kudafides. Is he still allowed to follow the Blues now that he is in this stadium's position? Mm. My father tells me I don't have a choice. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, he's the fanatic. I'm just the, I'm just the son that, uh, that does what Dad says. So, no, that's been um, you know, a third-generation supporter. Obviously, very, very soft spot for our Queensland teams and the Lions and the Suns, but... Um, you know, often Dad will will drag me back to, you know, following the the Blues and what. Uh, hopefully, they're on the way up this year. They've shown good signs last year, so um, dare I say it, they they might sort of challenge a bit in the finals towards the back end of the <laughs> AFL season. Oh, what a diplomatic answer, oh, Andrew! Oh, yes, yes. Well, well done, Todd. <laughs> I think I'll have Greg Greg Swan and Mark Evans on the phone pretty quickly. Good on you, Todd. You're doing a marvellous job, mate. It's a pleasure to go to all these venues that we can watch so many different coats and concerts as well, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, as I say, my wife is down the weekend down at uh, the coast uh, watching uh, the man whose name escapes Harry me. Harry Styles. 
Oh, you've got to be down there, Todd. There. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a massive start for you. We've had over three hundred thousand people. Wow. Uh, across our venues in the first oh, of course. two months. Elton John, Ed Sheeran, yeah, you've had them all. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. So yes. it's been a really big start. Gee. There's a lot of content coming back, obviously, with COVID after the COVID years, and a big few years in front of us just in that entertainment space. Mm. So. Um, it's been a massive start to the year. We're really excited about what 2023 and beyond sort of brings. Good on you, Todd. Thanks so much, mate. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks very much, gents. All the best and have a lovely day.